Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast here as we're looking to round out 2019, which is absolutely nuts. We've been doing this podcast pretty much all year, I think. It's been, I don't know how many episodes we are. Like Every time I ask you, it's like we forget. <laughs> Know, we're, some, we're in the mid 30s, I think, at this point. So I think we've uh, we're, we're crossing over the uh, halfway mark, and we're, we're we're on the back stretch of the of a year long. This is how crazy the year has been. Like I don't remember when we started this podcast if we were doing biweekly or weekly. Was it every other week to start? Uh, I think we I think initially was we had the idea to do biweekly, but I think after the first episode or something, and we had such feedback, we we're like, well, I guess we got to go all, all all the time weekly, and and I think that eventually we'll probably get to the point where we'll have to do you know two two a week if it, if it continues this way. Then we have to get like a cool studio, like a cool we studio do. with yeah. those foam blocks and, yeah. and like neat cameras and everything. Um, dude, what was the biggest health trend of the year? What was the biggest health fad of twenty nineteen? I mean, keto? I guess it, 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 keto. I, I mean, keto are probably pl- plant based. Those yep. are the two that, and they're so, and it's funny because it's kind of opposites. <laughs> and uh, um, and Very, that makes yeah. total sense, I think, in the world today where like the polar opposites seem to be where people are, are you know, getting the most excited about. It's kind of this argument always uh, happening that uh, it just makes sense that you have you know, keto or even to another extent like carnivore, and then you have the plant-based vegan type of approach. You have these two battling out for like the biggest health, like fad trend that you want to have for this year. It's, yeah, I mean, so this episode is more along the lines of, of talking about, well, what is that next health trend or health fad going to be? And it's going to be something, just preface this episode, like Josh and I are totally going to make this up. I mean, we have yeah. no inside information <laughs> on what we think it's going to be. But before we get to that, we want to take a walk down memory lane. And there's been some health fads and trends that have hit, that are legit, that have stuck around. Um, you know, keto has been around forever. It's a legit thing. It's not necessarily a, a fad, but it, beca- it becomes a fad when, Consumer packaged good companies take advantage of it and sort of like misconstrue what that actually is. Um, yeah. You know, Atkins was was a low carb diet, whatever. Paleo yeah, is that, there. I think that's where this kind of all started. I mean, at least from keto, like Atkins was kind of where this kind of started. Yeah, um, and that was like early '90s, I think '92, somewhere around then. When didn't he die really, from his own diet? <laughs> like he, like he, he might have. I mean, uh, I'm not exactly sure that whole whole thing. Um, I know that he uh, left a you know a, a very popular. Um, company that's yeah. still out there making hundreds of millions of dollars of course he did of course he did yeah. but i mean yeah. like the, so we're, we're going to talk about uh fads like within probably uh, i would say like food or ingredients because there's things like cool sculpting and all these different like sort of mm, quote-unquote medical procedures they can do to help you target body fat um but let, like, let's talk about some of the craziest ones that you've that in the past couple years that come to mind for you and one of the ones for me like i um people are gonna be listening to this like what do you mean this isn't like charcoal Charcoal to me is like one of those weird fads, like this detoxifier thing makes your teeth water and they're putting charcoal water. Um, like it, it, it was there for a little bit and then like now it's kind of gone again. Um, I always thought it was weird to buy a beverage that had like charcoal in it. It's like this is going to detoxify your body. And it's like, OK, there are some elements of science that may support that, but it's very loose. Uh, and that, and what what happens when these trends or these fads become popular is because of the lack of consumer education. They just believe what they hear and they go with it. Like if you read a fucking research study, you'll realize like this is all bullshit. Like and it's the same with our space, right? Like people touting certain ingredients for certain things, and you look up the research study, be like, oh, I mean, glutamine was great for burn victims, but it's not necessarily awesome for muscle recovery. It's better for gut health, you know. And like, but we sell it as a as a as a certain supplement or an ingredient to 
resolve some type of ailment that you're going with. It's just it's crazy. So like charcoal, I mean, never got like huge, but like if you walk down this, like we have hives here in the Midwest. Like you walk down, you see a bunch of like charcoal activated or activated charcoal waters and these things. It's like okay, all right, that's a stretch. So that was one that that I just recently, like within the last two years, that that comes to mind to me. Um, what's does Austin have any like crazy like? I mean, I for a while I thought like kumbaka or kumbacha or see I can't even pronounce it because I don't drink the shit. Like I was like, what is this fermented bullshit? Like what's going? Just take a probiotic. But I mean, hey, whatever. Uh, Austin is definitely a hotbed for like, I guess, bleeding edge uh, natural products and things. Yeah, I'm because, sure. Um, you know, Whole Foods is headquarters is two blocks down the street so you right. have a lot of this like um people that are thinking a little bit more natural remedy um things but you brought up a good point around like this misinformation or, or that not having information is how these trends or fads start to go and i start to think back to like way back in the past and how there just wasn't a lot of information at all out there like you know we take for granted now that we can you know, type in the Google machine, whatever we want, or we can ask, <laughs> yeah. you know, Alexa what we want, and she'll, you know, hook us up with whatever information we we, we need. Uh, that wasn't the case all the time. And I started to look back at, like, some his, history uh, diet fads, um, and one of them, like, around, like, the 50s and 60s, and I honestly even remember this, like, coming back to life when I maybe was in my early teens or whatever, was around like the cabbage soup diet. Uh, around yeah. like <laughs> these people that would have cabbage soup like constantly and that was how they lost weight. Uh, it was some way for them to like detoxify everything and, and lose a bunch of weight. Um, another one that was like, uh, I think like 10 or so years after that in the late 60s and uh, 70s was the grapefruit diet, yep. which if you think about from bodybuilding sense, that still sometimes gets thrown into a lot of plans where a lot of bo uh, bodybuilders eat grapefruits. Um, and, and it's, again, it's one of these things where they said you're supposed to have a grapefruit with every meal. And then even some meals you're supposed to have just a grapefruit and that was going to be healthy for you. So that was, you know, kind of interesting to think about that. Um, the weirdest old one that I came to find out, and I'm sure we're going to talk about some other ones that are still around here, but like this one was by far the weirdest one that I, I had ever even heard of, was called the Sleeping Beauty Diet. Have you ever heard of that one? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just trying, what I'm thinking is like if it has to do with onions on the, on the, on the bottom of your feet, uh, that one was weird <laughs> to me, but this might be, this is totally different. So, so it said this was like in the late 70s, but basically this was a diet uh, where essentially you got sedated into either sleeping for hours or days, um, and they essentially said like if you're sleeping, you're not eating, so obviously you're, you're doing yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good, but popular celebrity that liked this was Elvis. <laughs> Elvis Presley was one that really enjoyed this, <laughs> um, but it fell out of uh, love very quickly because I guess there's a bunch of issues with death and not um, you know, taking these uh, sedation drugs uh, the right way or taking them in too many dosages or whatever. So like that, that fad went away pretty quick. But I thought that one by far was the funniest one or the most like crazy that I had ever even heard of because I'm thinking like that would never – fly today or if it did it would be very quickly refuted to the point where um you know we wouldn't have it around for 
as long as it was back in the late 70s. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many. I'm thinking, like, Elvis is on this thing. And then Elvis, when Elvis died, wasn't he, like, really big? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. so, so maybe because the, this <laughs> diet went away, like, he got massive. Like, I mean, we could list off a billion, like, South Beach diet. I think that still exists today. What, uh, about, the, what about the Subway diet? Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, okay, <laughs> let me, let me, I got a story about this. I will say this. So when I was 15 years old, I was a tub of lard, man. I was a fat ass. Like, big as shit. Now, mind you, my diet consisted of things like fucking mac and cheese, frozen pizza, crappy, not even lean beef, beef, whatever it was. So I legitimately went on the Subway diet. Like, myself, like, I got a job at 15, 16 years old. I could afford a Subway at that point. And I would eat a chicken teriyaki sub, like, every day. But I was also playing basketball, doing things. Like, I lost 40 pounds that summer. Like, I mean, so I was like, this Jared guy knows what he's talking about. No, I don't advocate for Jared, for those listening. I don't advocate for this motherfucker. But, uh, like, again, you can make anything work for you depending on what you're doing. But Subway, holy shit, did that take. Like, do you remember the stamps that they used to give out? Like, it was, like, these little stamp things. But people were obsessed I mean, they became the most valuable restaurant chain in the world because yeah. of that. Like the, every franchisee was like wanting to get a piece of, of um, Subways. And, and you're even seeing the issues today where like they have so many locations. They've had to close a bunch of them because of that whole thing kind of falling apart uh, later on with, with Jared obviously not being a very good guy or whatever. But uh, that was <laughs> not a catalyst. very good guy at all. Just yeah, I wasn't a good guy at all. But that was the catalyst. For that Ugh. diet was that whole story around one man walking to get a Subway sandwich and, and he losing a bunch of weight. Did you – when was the last time you had Subway in your life? I mean in the last probably five years, it's probably been one or two times, and, and I think that they've been at airports where you know I didn't really have any, any other choice. No, if we had Mark Loblier on this podcast, he would swear up and down he, for, for Subway. He li- he, yeah, he likes Subway. I don't – I mean – I haven't had it recently, so I don't know if like the quality of things have changed. But I think if I'm going to get a sandwich somewhere, I would choose something else. There's better sandwiches than Subway. Yeah, I mean, so I, looking ahead, not to jump ahead of this podcast, but like thinking of like what the next trend's going to be or fad's going to be, it's going to be something that's not factual based again. I believe like it's going to be, and and part of me thinks like okay, with CBD being out there, what are they going to do with CBD? That's going and, and they've already kind of done it. Like, um. You know, there's not a lot of studies out there that show that CBD does all the things that these companies claim that they do, and then these companies are getting into trouble, you know, out, out from from making these claims too. So, um, like, I don't. I mean, we can talk CBD now. Like, is CBD a fad? Like, is this thing one of these things that's going to go away? Uh, it's it's a hot topic, especially now. You with Charlotte's Web and like Green Roads, are we having some of these class action lawsuits going against them? And then the FDA coming down on some of these companies, like. I know this isn't a CBD episode, but we're talking fads and trends. Like, is CBD going to end up being a, a $40 billion business like we think it is? Or is this going to be one of those fads that you think are, it's going to be exposed? I don't think it's going to be a fad or anything. I mean, I think that currently you just have a lot of just immaturity um, that's kind of putting bad uh, actors in the front because all the good actors can't enter the market right now right. because they're not allowed. So you have, I think, more people just trying to take advantage of the – interest in it so you're getting i think i saw on um uh, on an industry person's uh, instagram the other day about a cbd infused a pillow where essentially it was going to help you sleep better because it was infused into the pillowcase or something like that and that's the stuff that's like giving cbd such a bad rap because like that's obviously not realistic that wouldn't be something that would be uh allowable or even um you know the market would uh, be interested in it, but right now, because of the 
know, kind of allure of it because it's still kind of not legal, legal, whatever it is. Like, I just don't think that it's get gotten a full chance to like be actually out there in the way that it needs to. I think it also works much better when it's in conjunction with other uh, cannabinoids, be that even THC or some of the other ones. I think that when I lived in Colorado and I could go to a recreational marijuana uh, store, you would have these products that were far and away better than anything that I've experienced now the last couple of years with a bunch of companies working on CBD products and a bunch of suppliers sending me, you know, CBD isolates, this, that, or whatever. Like, it never matches uh, the products that I had gotten years before, and I think that's probably because uh, the availability of, of using other cannabinoids. Yeah, I mean, you're, I, I'm the same breath of you like i don't think it's a fad like i think there's some legitimacy to it there are, there's not a ton of studies but it's going to be funded more and more like if this industry is going to be considered legit um you're going to have some of these big companies like charlotte's web and green roads who yes maybe they're under a microscope right now but they're gonna be funding these studies to essentially create this industry so um i don't know i mean like when i was thinking about this episode i was like okay what what what, what hasn't been exposed already like what haven't we done like what is out there am i gonna go in my backyard and start grazing on grass like cattle and that's gonna be like next <laughs> the next trend next year like is it gonna be like this <clears throat> i so <clears throat> i was at a dexa scan several weeks ago and this chick was on like a four-day fast and i was like what the fuck are you doing like like and i don't know i've never heard of somebody taking that long of a fast before and i wonder if there's gonna be people out there that are like Fasting is intermittent fasting is huge. Fasting in general is huge. People people believe in it. But like now if somebody comes out there, some proponent, some athlete says, I did a you know a 36 hour fast or a 48 or 72 hour fast, like is that gonna be a thing? Like for me, I just feel like that's super fucking unhealthy. Like, why are you not eating in 72 hours? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know too much about like fasting in terms of like the um, history or heritage of it, in terms of like Eastern practices and medicine and, and things like that. I know that a lot of cultures, you know, live and die by uh, fasting. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the way of, of life, especially uh, Middle Eastern uh, cultures and, and things of that nature. So I think that there's a lot of um, validity to fasting. I just don't know like the specifics around like, should it be a couple, like it's two, two, three, four, five, ten. I don't know. Like when does it get out of hand? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like I don't know. I don't know how that all goes. Like if you're drinking water, is that okay still? Is there, I, I don't know, but I, I think that, that you're probably on to something in terms of fasting because I've, I've seen much more attention put on it over the last year and then much more than the year before and much more than the year before. So it's continuously building, um, up some momentum. And I think, you know, you have that one catalyst, be that an athlete, be that, you know, Kim Kardashian, be that whatever it is, um, that decides that they're going to utilize this and they've seen success in it, then they put that on on their soapbox and then it becomes the next huge, you know, trend or fad. That's the thing, man. You get one of these influencers, celebrities that say they did something and that's how you create something. It's um, like, was it, was it one of the Kardashians that did like the lip thing where they blew their lips up like with whatever and then people are starting to like, I mean, you know, you get like Botox or you get something like, yeah injected in your lips well then like another way to do that was these women were like getting their lips stuck on bottles or glasses to like blow i don't know if you saw this but like it's it's crazy when people see an influencer somebody of status just they take it and go um and i feel like josh shaw's got that status i feel like you could create the next trend in 2020 like you can create the jay shaw diet license the shit out of that reach that billion dollar mark like jack and you could call it a day my friend (laughs) 
I wish. Yeah. I don't think anybody would listen to me over my over my diet advice, especially after they've listened to a few of these episodes when I talk about the uh, Taco Bell diet. Yeah, well, maybe that should be the trend in 2020. Yeah. And then Taco Bell can thank you. Uh, all right, so let's fast forward. What do we think is going to be next? Like, we, we, we know how ridiculous some of these ones in the past have been. <clears throat> we live in the world of social media, social influence. So the next trend, I, so let's, let's say this. Before we talk about what we think it's going to be, like, do you think the next trend is going to be a factual base or is it going to be, like, ridiculous? Um, I mean, the, the answer in which I thought of at, at first um, is definitely not all that serious. It's actually pretty uh, comical if, if, when I explain it to you, but it, uh, I think it will uh, make sense in the terms of like, there is a serious part of what I'm talking about, but I, I'm kind of taking a more humorous side, side of this approach. So you think it's going to be a, a, a joke? Well, I mean, I, I just think, I, I guess I, I took a, a topic that's very polarizing and I kind of made it humorous. And this is around, um, I guess I'll just explain to you what I'm yeah. talking about. Because yeah, please, please do. Point, we've, <laughs> we've danced around this yeah. enough. Um, but around like lab grown vegetables, oh, not lab grown okay. meat, um, which I think is like now the uh, obviously a hot button for people. Um, and it's not necessarily even uh, the Beyond Meats, the uh, Impossible Foods, uh, you have those, but you also have these ones that like are cellular-based, uh, regenerative uh, type of meats where like basically you take cultures of, of, of cells and it, it basically builds a, a, a chunk of meat, which they hope to eventually get to the point where it becomes like a uh, T-bone or a, you know, it resembles an actual cut of beef or, you know, chicken breast or something. Right now, it just kind of looks like a glob, I think. I don't You're, think making, me You're making me sick. You're making me sick. So I kind of I kind of took this in a, in a way, and I thought, you know, plants. You you could probably do the, the same thing with plants. I don't necessarily uh, think anybody's really thinking that way because the point of the the alternative meat lifestyle is that we are going to struggle to have enough of protein in the market for how many people are 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 on this planet and you know the available land and you know whatever it is there's there's reasons why this is a movement but i think about it in the same way with like, like plants like first like we're hurting all these plants by obviously having to harvest them you know we're cutting their stalks we're cutting their You're leaves killing them. that's i mean that's terrible i i, I wouldn't want to do that so why do we have to as consumers put up with Things like, you know, if you think about a strawberry, like there's that weird like stem uh, leafy thing at the top. Like, why do we need that? Why can't I just, you know, eat up to a certain the whole thing, which is just the, the meat of the strawberry? Why do I have to have that uh, little leafy plant part that you just cut off and, and throw away? Like, Such why do waste. I need to do that? So, I mean, like, I'm starting to think like that. I mean, I think like nobody really eats the core of an apple. Do we really need that? Can we just like get rid of that? Um, even like, Broccoli. I mean, you probably eat a lot of broccoli. Like, do you want the stems or would you rather just the florets? Like, so can we just in the lab make those things like just in the uh, form that we want? Why do we have to grow them uh, in a traditional sense? Why don't we just go in that direction? And I know that this sounds extremely funny, but this is kind of what's happening in the in the meat world right now. So like, why not in the plant world? And this might be something that happens in 2040, but. I don't know. It's just an idea. I don't know, man. I think 2040 would be – I think that's like super far out there. I think this is legitimately something that could happen in like, like 2020. Yeah. You know, like, 2020. I mean I'm sure there are people yeah. right now doing this shit right now. I mean there are literally people out there that spent years trying to create this Beyond Meat Burger thing. And it's like – have you ever had one of those? 
I've not yet. I've actually been more interested lately to try both of the uh, offerings, like the Beyond Meat and the Impossible Foods, uh, just because I I just see so many people talking about it. I just want to see if it actually like if I'd like to do a blind taste test, and maybe you and I that'd be interesting for us to do, like we have. Um, you know, somebody cook us up a regular burger and then one of these burgers, make them the exact same way, grill them the same way, do all that kind of stuff. But can we actually tell the difference? You can tell the difference. Okay. So like I will say I, I bought one one time cause like I gotta eat on this fat. I need to try it. And like it cooks and it's like red, but like the texture and stuff, it's similar. And then you, it's like eating sushi for the first time and you realize like I'm eating raw fish. And then I realize what am I eating? I'm eating like a, 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 a burger that's got like 50 ingredients in it. And it was just like, it, I quickly became disgusted by it. Not because like I'm against veganism at all, but this is like, this isn't right. This is not right. But um, lab grown, it's super, that's a super interesting thing because like, I don't think that's far fetched at all. I mean, we already have, technically we have greenhouses that grow stuff. Like you could argue like that's a lab, but now they're in, and, and if you look at, we talked about CBD. Like if people understood how CBD was created and not, like they have to crossbreed, like it's two female plants, like in terms of getting like the cannabinoids out of it. So there's no THC. Like it's an interesting process. So it's like they're already doing crazy shit like this with plants in the lab somewhere. I don't think it's that far fetched to think like in 2025, we're going to have cordless apples. Like that could legitimately be a yeah. thing that's going to exist in the market. I mean, we already have kiwi grapes for fuck's sake. So like, why can't we have cordless apples? Yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, a bunch of like farms now that exist in warehouses and, and there's a bunch of like, um, you know, vertical growing um, things. And, and it, they're, they're thinking about this. I don't, I don't, I haven't really heard anything out in the news that what I just talked about, uh, but there's probably some scientist somewhere that's, thinking about this, thinking like, why is the consumer having to do all this extra waste? Like we have all this food waste. If you eliminate the food waste by just not including the things that are going to be wasteful, then you eliminate a lot of the food waste. It's interesting because like you went with like a, a vegetable, right? Like, but if you think about right now in 2019, the big hot topic, is, it seems like it's been all year is like red meat is bad for you. Red meat is good for you. Plant-based is better for you or veganism is, is, is the best for you. Like, so I think you're on obviously the right path in terms of like the next trend. I'm not saying like, it, it, I, I feel like my trend would be like something along the lines of like red meat and beef and like trying to make that more healthy. Like how can you breed cattle a certain way in which a ribeye doesn't have 40 grams of fat or whatever it might be? Like, I don't know if that's ever going to exist, but I think like that is a hot topic right now that people are so attached to. It's like, I got to do more plant-based in my life or I should be a vegan because XYZ documentary, which is bullshit documentary on Netflix, tells me like, hey, this is a better lifestyle for this. And people, like anything... Any topic that's polarizing is going to be a topic that's going to make you a fuck ton of money as a company. So like vegan, a carnivore diet, like super polarizing. Like if you double down on that and you're good at it, like you can make a ton of money and that, that fad, that trend um, could be massively huge. And for whatever reason, all I keep thinking about is cabbage soup right now, by the way, Josh, because it's like, <laughs> the thing. Um, it's just like, so yeah, so for me, it's just like, I think like not necessarily like lab grown vegetables, but it's going to be back to agriculture in terms of like farming and how do we update our farming processes in terms of creating something, um, you know, because beef in general is not bad for anybody. Like for people out there who think red meat's going to kill you, like you're, cra- unless you're eating like fucking 12 ounce ribeye for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then your arteries are clogging. I mean, you don't have to worry about it. So, um, but like, how do you, how do you, because our go-to is like chicken, 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 and fish, like beef and cattle, like we have a ton of it. Like, how do we breed cattle? How do we, what do we do? How do we adjust their diet? Whatever it is to make it a healthier alternative, or what can we put on package? There's been grass-fed for a long time. Like, grass-fed's great. Is there the next thing saying like, this is a 
you know, we have free range chicken and all this fucking shit that they put on what, packages. Like, what's what do the, they do with what do they do with like the uh, the Kobe beef or whatever? Do they like massage? I don't know. Wagyu like, beef, like some weird like yeah. diets. Don't they do something like that? I don't know. Like, I think. If I, yeah, I, one of these is like a young calf, right? Or the wagyu, like I don't remember. One of them's like like very much like they treat the cow like it's uh, like a king. Yeah, or like veal. I think is like a baby calf or whatever. It's yeah. like what, what are we what are we doing? But yes, you're absolutely right. Like they get fucking daily massages at one p.m. They're fed like Kentucky bluegrass. Like that is what wagyu beef is. But like that's the thing. Like people will go to a, a fucking Pittsburgh blue steakhouse and they'll spend one hundred twenty dollars on this thing because it's supposedly better for you. So my my trend fad is more along the lines of like a consumer package label. Like what's that next call out going to be? And specifically within like the beef category, like if grass fed's not enough, what else can we do? Like is there going to be like hydrolyzed protein fed fucking whatever? I mean, that's and, and the, the, we laugh about it, but consumers would buy into it. Like consumers would be like, well, I heard that this is better for you. So I'm going to buy this without doing any research. They're going to just buy something because they heard from Josh Shaw's brother's fiance's nephew's sister, that it's better for you. Yeah, no, I agree. She is very smart too. At least you got the gender right because I forgot even what I said. So <laughs> I, had I go actually back. had to put it in my head real quick. I was like, man, he really took a lot of turns. Is this a girl? I or? did. <laughs> I did. Um, what? So, like, if, if those are like, do you? How do you? Let, let's look, let's go back and talk about current trends right now, real quick, to, to finish and wrap up this show. Is like. How long do you think they last? And like, how long are, are they gonna are they gonna stick around forever? So I mean, like, I mean, we could talk the vegan thing. I think the vegan thing is gonna. I mean, it, it, vegan is a lifestyle, so that's not yeah. a trend. It's not a fad. It's, it's a it's a personal choice to consume that. So that's not a fad or a trend. That's not going anywhere. I don't think people yeah. are up and gonna say, "I'm not a vegan anymore." You know, and I think that that especially like vegan or plant based is is much bigger than just food. It's also a lot of things um, that are completely outside of of just you know food. It could be in terms of mm -hmm. uh, also like other consumer packaged goods categories. So I think that, like you said, that's more of a lifestyle, and people are making some changes incrementally. So you and I might you know choose five percent less animal based products over the next couple of years that we're not necessarily going to be vegan, but we're right. going to make you know more of a change. And I think that you're going to see more people uh, consistently making like an incremental change. So I don't think that that's going to go away. I don't think that you're going to obviously see like 25% of Americans become vegan or, or vegetarian. I think you're, you're six to 7%, which it's kind of consistently been over the years. I think that that kind of maybe moves up to on the top end, maybe 10%, but I don't think you're ever going to get to the point where it goes totally in the opposite direction from an American standpoint, because we have such access to like, uh, you know, animal proteins and right. things like that. Um, but I think that you're onto something in terms of just the idea of like, how long is the life cycle on these trends and fads? Uh, I think that's accelerated today because of the, um, attention spans mm -hmm. and just influencers. We, we kind of danced around this a little bit. Like everybody's trying to make a name for themselves. And because of that, they are trying to figure out how do we market ourselves in a way that's like super unique where like I could put my flag down and go, I built this, I did this, I am special, look at me. That wasn't always the case all the time. Mm -hmm. And nowadays you see so many like, think about this more from like a fitness standpoint. If you look at like the fitness influencers, they're not doing, they're not taking videos and stuff of them doing um, deadlifts, squats, bench press. They're doing these like crazy variations of like kick back to the twist to the, you know, jump up on a box jump, you know, whatever. It's like very functional training. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they say this and they're like, well, this is the best way to do this or that or whatever, because they're trying to like make a name for themselves. And I think that that 
happens in all different cases where an influencer is trying to position themselves, jockey themselves up to the top. So they're going to start coming out with these like crazy ideas because they found some nuanced, you know, information or study uh, somewhere. And they're like, well, let me create the next grapefruit diet or the next cabbage soup diet or whatever it is. And I think that that's going to continuously happen. So the life cycles of these, I think, uh, are going to be quicker. But mm -hmm. I think you're going to have one like big lifestyle trends that probably stay in some form, just maybe not as like um, polarizing as they seem today. If here's here's a rule of thumb for people listening: if the trend or fad is a brand, like a, it's kind of like a brand, like Atkins was a brand, um, yeah. South Beach Diet was a brand. Even to some extent, like juicing and juicers and stuff, that all the companies that got rich off those juicers, it's kind of like a branding thing. But like, if it's a lifestyle thing, chances are the longevity is going to be there. Uh, I mean, if it's a longevity play, but if it's a yeah, like a, just a play on a certain thing. But even though Atkins is still around, like they, I mean, you you covered it, right? They recently got purchased, or they're whatever they they're worth. I mean, they just purchased. They just purchased, um, correct? Yeah, Quest. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like they're still around, and then obviously got a ton of money. So, um, you know, keto is an interesting thing. I think. Um, Man, just being at Mills this last year, like the amount of effort and resources that went into fulfilling the needs of the keto diet through just even the natural organic channel that I was part of or the bigger broad CPG channel, like it doesn't, it didn't feel to me that it was dying anytime soon. And I had convinced myself that it was, I convinced myself like, this is bullshit. This is, there's no way, but like you had dietary supplement companies come out with keto based supplements with BHB salts and, and they're still doing it. And I'm like sitting yeah. here thinking as, as a quote unquote expert in the space, when is this going to die? Like when is the, but then you have, again, you have these influencers who are saying like, I lost 60 pounds with the keto diet and you have normal everyday people saying the same thing. And chances are they probably didn't lose the weight from following a strict keto diet. They probably actually did some other shit, but like that, Word of mouth is what's keeping this stuff feeling, and and the advent of social media is is not to, to kind of counter contradict what you said a little bit. Like social media can kill something real quick, but it also can build longevity for something, oh, yeah. right? So like keto might stick around for the next ten years because there are certain people on social channels, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, touting the success, success stories of this certain trend um, that just keeps it living forever. Like imagine if Facebook and Instagram was around when Atkins was at its highest, like. Yeah, Atkins might be the number one diet in the world today if that was the case, or it could have been dead a lot quicker. It, it's it's interesting to think about like what would have done um, because Atkins is really not that much different than keto, uh, you know, in, in the scheme of things. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I'd love to hear from from our people because I'm sure there are people out there right now doing like some unique up and coming UK diet or whatever thing that it seems like everything starts over the, in fashion, right? In fashion, it starts over there and it comes here in America. I feel like diet trends kind of start here and then ruin the world. So like, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. But we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Two Guys, One Shaker Cup. You can subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and right here on YouTube if you're watching this. Help us out. Write us a review. Help us out the algorithm so more people can discover it. Um, any, any parting words for the, for the trend seekers out there, Joshua? No, if there's any uh, scientist that's working on my idea, hit me up. I'd love to be the business side of that. You just want royalties. You're a co-founder. Yeah, uh, Josh Shaw Vegetables coming to a Whole Foods near you. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.